Welcome to episode number 12 of the Golf Front Podcast. My name is Brett Bevilacqua. I'm a realtor with Carolina Property Sales in Southern Pines, North Carolina. This week, we head over to the south side of Aberdeen and play the very formidable Legacy Links Golf Course. The best way I can describe the course, if Legacy Links was a racehorse, it would win often because it is a strong finisher. In fact, the last four holes at Legacy are easily in the top five of any course I have ever played. Designed by Jack Nicholas II and opened in 1991, Legacy Golf Links is a treat for the senses. It has everything you want and nothing you don't need. The only downside to the golfer in me is the non-stop construction all around the course, but the realtor in me loves that aspect. Legacy is the hot spot for new construction in the Sandhills at the time of this podcast. Sorry to start the show selling, but when it comes to bang for the buck, Legacy is the place right now. Legacy is just nine miles, but to be fair, that is about 20 minutes from the heart of the village of Piners. I heard a rumor that when Jack Nicholas II finished Legacy Golf Links, 18 was a par five. He had his father in to play the course, and he is rumored to have said, you cannot finish a championship course with a par five. The 18th is now a par four, and one of the toughest finishing holes around, and strangely, I love it, though I have never parred the 18th. Everything with Legacy is top-notch. It is a par 72 that plays nearly 7,000 yards from the tips and just under 6,000 yards from the white tees. The condition is superb, and it is so much fun to play from the whites. It is interesting how the spread between the rating of the back tees, 73.9, and whites, 68.9, is a full five strokes. If you don't know, that is a fairly wide spread, and aside from the courses at CCNC, Forest Creek, the Magnolia Pine Wild, and Pinehurst Number 2, you normally don't see that much disparity between the tips and the white tee boxes. The first is a medium length par four and a fair and easy starting hole, which if you are a regular listener, is what I like in the leadoff spot. There's not a lot to worry about off the tee, a lot of room to roam. If you keep it right, even slightly right into the rough, there is a good chance it will kick back into the fairway. There is no trouble in front of the green, just a bunker to the left. The first green is relatively level and gives the player a more than fair chance at par. The second is a par five with a slight dog leg to the right. It has a split fairway and I don't think you can outdrive the first part of the fairway. After that, there is sand all the way down the right side, a very Pinehurst-esque waste bunker, which is nice. There is a bunker right front of the green, but it does give the average player a chance for par. The third is a fun little par four. The fairway is straight away, but the green is slightly cocked to the left with a small bunker in front. If the pin is in the left corner, it makes the third a lot tougher, but it is one of the easier holes on the course. The fourth is another friendly par four with a couple of bunkers in the rough to look out for. I have no idea why the fourth is the number one handicap on the course. The fifth is a short but tough par three. There is a deep bunker to the left and water all along the left. The green is chock full of undulations. Some pin placements will have you scratching your head even if your tee shot lands on the green. It is all about pin placement on the fifth. The six is a very short, reachable in two par five. The green doesn't have any bunkers, but it also doesn't have much depth. Notable, the green is wide and that becomes a reoccurring theme at Legacy. The seventh is a tricky dogleg left that isn't especially long, but you won't have a shot at the green if your tee shot ends up on the left side of the fairway or even worse, in the rough. 
The immediate right rough is sloped back to the fairway and that gives you a clear approach to the green. The seventh is another bunkerless green. The par 4 8th for me is one tough hole that I've never had much luck with, though I did recently par it with a lucky shot out of the bunker and an eyes closed 12 footer. The fairway is tight, then drops off down a very steep hill to an extremely wide waste area that spans the last 50 yards to the green. This is another shallow but wide green. The ninth is a short downhill par 3, bunker in the front with a water hazard in front of that. Another undulating green that is very tricky. It is banked all the way along the back of the green, and if you fly the green, it makes for a tough chip back onto the putting surface. The 10th hole is a dogleg right over water, and there is water all the way down the right side. This isn't an easy hole if you're a slicer. You may want to overcompensate by going left, and you do get a bit of relief from the banked rough that could direct you back into the fairway. Another bunkerless green, but it does border the lake, making it a very interesting but daunting hole. The 11th is a medium length par 3, but it plays over a bit of water and feels a whole heck of a lot longer. I get in between clubs on 11. I've come up short and gone into the trees back and to the left. Like the 10th, there is water and sand to the right of this very thin green. If you're nervous, lay your tee shot off the bank on the left, and you most likely will end up on the green. The 12th is a straightforward par 4. There are a pair of bunkers in the right side rough that you should be able to see off the tee. The 13th is a par 5, though reachable in 2, may not be worth trying. And that is mainly due to the water, just to the right, that you won't see until you get right up to the green. It is a wonderful hole that I always think I will get the better of, but that rarely happens. A par here is a triumph. The green is tough. The 14th is the calm before the storm. You should be able to see a tree at the end of the fairway left. You want to keep your tee shot right as this tree will block your approach shot. Maybe I'm starting to sound like a broken record. There is water. You can't see it just right of the green. It isn't as hazardous as the other water, but it's there. The 15th is a great, great hole that will penalize anything but a straight tee shot. You can't go driver here either unless you don't hit it long. There are trees to the right and left on your approach within a very tight fairway. The green is downhill and nestled to the left with a tremendous steep banked hill to the right. That's where I usually aim with my approach. There is not a lot of room to the left. Nothing but trouble. The 16th is the shortest par 5 on the course. It is reachable in two if the hazard area has been cut down and you are playing in the winter. During the rest of the year, you are blind to the green and the area is overgrown. There is a bunker just left of the fairway that only the longest hitters will reach off the tee. A long but straight drive will make the difference on the 16th. There is a creek that runs in front of the green that plays much more of a factor than it really should. On paper, it seems like an easy birdie, but I always find myself walking away from this hole with a bogey. 17 is a very short par 3 where you'll need to carry water and a green front bunker that you don't want any part of. Trust me. The green is thin and the bunker is sort of deep. It is very tough to escape the sand and keep it on the green. This is also kind of a tough green to two putt, but better players than me don't seem to have a problem. Besides Pinehurst number 2, the 18th at Legacy may be the best finishing hole in the area. It plays 385 from the whites and 450 from the tips. 
It requires a great tee shot as well as a magnificent approach shot. I regularly score a double on this hole, but I can't get enough of the 18th at Legacy. I mentioned at the beginning of the podcast it was initially built as a par 5 and is now a par 4. The trick is to carry the water in front of the green from anywhere from 175 to 240 yards out depending on your tee shot. The green is tremendous and there is a lot of room to skirt the water hazard if you smartly play your approach shot to the left of the green and then try to get up and down. All in all, Legacy is a great course and a place you will want to play again and again. In my opinion, it has something for everyone. It lulls the average golfer into a false sense of security and then rips it away from you in a hole or two and then lets you back into the game only to tear your heart out again. Check out their website at LegacyGolfNC.com. The opening page really sets the tone for what to expect at Legacy. There are also great membership rates. Legacy is one of the more sought-after memberships for quality of golf at a great price. Tee times for the public with a cart range anywhere from $40 to over $100, and it is well worth it. To book a tee time, give them a call at 910-944-8825. Right now, the area around Legacy is a great value and new construction is booming all around the course. They are even opening up new phases of construction. Give me a call at 845-365-3665 or send an email to brett at hmpfilms.com and I will show you all the area has to offer and maybe we can also play a little golf. Once again, I'm Brett Bevilacqua with Carolina Property Sales. Next week, it's Whispering Woods.